This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. All of us have had interruptions in our lives due to COVID-19 crisis. It's interrupted our work lives, our, our, our religious lives, worship services. It's, it's a, even your work has been erupted. And it has also caused a change in the production of getting to know your Bible. I know you've seen that change. It is our prayer that very soon we'll be back to a regular type of production. But we solicit your prayers, your patience, and your viewership during this time of interruption. It is our prayer that God will bless you with good health and that your family will stay well and safe. And may God bless us all as we go through this crisis. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. On a certain Sunday morning, when the worshipers began to approach the church building, they noticed a man sitting on the steps right in front of the building. He had on an old slouchy, dirty-looking hat. He had on some funny-looking horn-rimmed glasses that just kind of looked strange and and his shirt was filthy. Actually, it had some tears in it. His trousers were dirty. And it looked like they were about four sizes bigger than what he should have had on. The shoes the fellow had on looked like he had been plowing in a cornfield somewhere. They were awful looking. So when the worshipers got there, they just walked on right up the steps and went on in, sat down, waiting for the service to begin. And as the service began, they began with singing, prayer. And then it came time for the preacher to get up and to speak. And then they saw this man who had been sitting on the steps out front walking down the aisle, and some of them just were, oh, they were just aghast at this man coming, the nerve of this man to come into our service. And then he started walking closer to the front, and they thought, surely he, he will turn around and walk out and leave. He's dirty, unkept. He doesn't, he's, he, he needs a shave. He, he looks like he hadn't had a bath in a long time. But no, this man walked right into the pulpit. He walked up to the podium, up to the microphone. He took off the slouchy hat. He took off the 
horn-rimmed glasses and began to speak. Because you see, the man that had been sitting out there in disguise was their preacher. And he announced, without making any reference to his manner of dress, that he planned to preach today on the man called the Good Samaritan. And he began to read. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And perchance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to the inn and took care of him. On the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come again, I will repay thee. Now Jesus asked this question, Now which of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him who fell among the thieves? And he, now the he in verse 37 is a certain lawyer who stood up and asked Jesus the question, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him to love his neighbor as himself. And he said, he that showed mercy on him. And then Jesus said unto him, go and do thou likewise. That, that's the reading from Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through verse 37. Now, now in this reading, the text tells us this: there was a man who came to Jesus. This is in verse 25 and following. And he was tempting Jesus, trying to ensnare Jesus, trying to embarrass Jesus and ask him, what do I do to inherit eternal life? And Je this man was a lawyer. This is a man who knew the law. He knew that the law taught that you're to love God with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. He knew that. If any man knew that, the lawyer did. And then Jesus asked him, what's written in the law? You know the law. What does the law say about it? And the man said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And Jesus said, you've answered correctly. You've answered correctly. And Jesus said, this do and you'll live. And the man asked Jesus this question, and who is my neighbor? And that's when Jesus said about that there was this man that went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now that's geographically correct because Jericho is... 3,700 feet below, so far as sea level is concerned, the city of Jerusalem. And the distance between Jerusalem and Jericho is somewhere around 17 or 18 miles. 
and the road is going down. You go down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Now the road that leads from to Jerusalem to Jericho is a rather crooked road. And there are places all along the way where thieves, robbers can hide and then come out and rob and, and steal and, and kill people that are traveling that road. And the man that we read about that fell among thieves, this is the man who found love on the side of the road. Now in the story, there were some travelers traveling this road. First of all, there were the robbers. There were the thieves traveling on that road. And secondly, there was a priest. He, he had been to Jerusalem. He, he was in charge. I, I sometimes call him the, the main preacher, the main man. And he had been up there preaching to them in Jerusalem. And when, when he came to the man, he, you know, what he did, he just passed by on the other side. Then secondly, we have the Levite. And, and I sometimes refer to him as the assistant preacher. He did not have the same status that the priest had. And there were functions that he played in the Jewish faith. And then a fourth person that was a traveler on this road was a Samaritan. Now, now in this scenario, in this story about the, these four people and the, the four people, the four persons traveling the road, the robbers, and there may have been one or many that robbed this man, we do not know, but there suggested to us three rules of life that they lived by. First of all, there was the iron rule. That's the rule that the robbers live by. And this is what they thought. What is yours is mine, and I'm going to take it from you. That's the rule they live by. Then there was the silver rule. That was the rule lived by the, the priest and the Levite. And this is what they thought. What is mine is mine, and I'm going to keep it. And then there was the golden rule, live by the Samaritan, and this is what he thought, what is mine is yours, and I'm going to give it. Well, the text tells us that when the priest and the Levite came to this man, they just passed by on the other side of the road. Now, we could speculate all day long about the reason they passed by on the other side of the road. The fact is, they did not do the right thing. Now, what did they find on the other side of the road? What was on that side of the road? Well, the other side of the road where the priest and the Levite traveled was the easy side. It did not require any effort at all to travel down that side of the road. It, and, and someone has said that rivers and men become crooked for the same reason. They follow the course of least resistance. And the priest and the Levite were traveling the course of least resistance. They just passed by on the other side. Now on the side of the road where the priest and the Levite traveled, it was the least expensive side. It didn't cost them a thing because they didn't expend any of their resources to help this man. 
It was the least expensive side. Now, a third observation I want to make about the side of the road where we find the priest and the Levite is that it was an unmerciful side. They showed absolutely no, no mercy on this man. I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8, Blessed are the merciful, for they'll obtain mercy. And I'm also reminded of James chapter 2 and verse 13, which tells us that he shall be judged without mercy who has shown no mercy. See, there was the unmerciful side of the road. He had no compassion on this man. And then the other side of the road where the priest and the Levite traveled was the loveless side of the road. They exhibited no love whatsoever for the man who was beaten, robbed, and left there by the side of the road to die. You see, I don't want to travel down that side of the road, do you? And yet a lot of folk today in our world are traveling on the other side of the road. Now, let's think about this man that's referred to as a Samaritan. Now, we refer to him as a good Samaritan, and there was goodness in this man. He, he illustrated that by what he did. And, and the man traveled down the side of the road where love was found. He showed a love for his neighbor. You remember Jesus said the second great commandment is to love your neighbor like you love yourself. And this man showed love. The side of the road that, that this Samaritan traveled was an unprejudiced side. There was not a racist bone in his body. Now keep in mind, it is thought that the man who had been beaten was a Jew. And the man who is a Samaritan did not have any personal or social relationship with those who were Jews. They did not have any dealings one with another. And so in a normal situation, if a Samaritan came down the road and a, man, a Jewish man was there beside of the road bleeding and dying, he wouldn't stop to help this man. But not the good Samaritan. He was not racist. Here was a man who did not show respect of persons. You know, in James, the second chapter, James talks about an assembly. And here comes a, a man in, he's wealthy, he's got on some of the finest clothes that money can buy, and he's given a good seat. And then also in that assembly comes in a poor man dressed in shabby clothing, and, and he's given a, an inferior place to sit. And Jesus said, if you show respect of persons, you commit sin. I want to say this as nicely as I know how, as kindly as I know how, but as forcefully as I know how. A Christian, a child of God, cannot show love for his fellow man by holding a racist spirit or a racist attitude in his heart. We're to see people and not the color of their skin. We're to see people and not the kind of car they drive. We're to see people and not the house they live in. We're to see people and not where they work. We're to see people and not where they went to school or the kind of education they may have. We're to see people like God sees people. In Acts the 10th chapter, P 
Peter came to the house of Cornelius. Peter was a Jew, and Cornelius was a Gentile. And it was unheard of for Jews and Gentiles to be together like this. And he came and he preached the gospel to, to the Cornelius in his household. And when he came into the house, Cornelius wanted to fall down, and Peter said, no, you just stand up, I'm just a man. And this is what Peter said in Acts the 10th chapter, I perceive of a truth, that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Any man in any part of the world that fears God and keeps the commandments of God. And I might point out that when Peter preached the gospel uh, to Cornelius in his household, that Cornelius in his household became obedient to the gospel. He preached to him about Jesus, about his life, about his death, about his resurrection. And then in Acts the 10th chapter, verses 47 and 48, he asked the question, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Spirit as well as we, and he commanded them to be baptized? Have you ever wondered why he commanded them to be baptized? It's because these people now are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're willing to turn their lives over to him and put the life of sin behind them, and they have to be baptized to be in a right relationship with God. Someone says, you cannot prove that from the Bible, Brother Lambert, because I've heard preachers get on television and say, all you must do is to repeat this prayer after me. That's not what Peter said, and that's not what Jesus said. And Jesus said, he that believeth one, baptized two, shall be saved, number three. But the point I'm making is that we need to have unbiased attitudes. The gospel of Christ is for the world. And if we want to make our world a better place in which to live, let us lay aside our biases, our prejudices, our racist spirits, our hatred for one another. Let's start loving people, loving them as a neighbor. Let, a, let us be neighbors to our fellow man. And a neighbor is anyone to whom you can do good. And so the Samaritan traveled down the unprejudiced side of the road, but he also went down the merciful side. The, the text even says when he saw him, he had compassion. He had some mercy on this man. He had compassion on the man. And Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. They're going, to out, they're going to obtain mercy. Someone says, well, how would you define mercy, Brother Lambert? How, how would you really define that? Mercy is outgoing goodwill toward others. Don't you know of someone right now that, that, that needs a friend? Maybe you need a friend. Maybe you say, Brother, I need somebody to show some mercy for me. Our world is a really hard world, isn't it? And sometimes I think that, that one of the greatest things that we are lacking is mercy, compassion for our fellow man. Oh, how we need to travel down the side of the road that where love is found because it's on that side of the road where the Samaritan was, you find mercy. Well, someone asked an old deacon one day, are you a Christian? And he said, in spots. And I'm here to tell you that a person may be claimed to be a Christian. They may attend every service. 
sing every song, bow their, their heads in every prayer. And if they do not have mercy for their fellow man in their heart, they're just Christians in spots. The side of the road that Samaritan traveled was the side where you could find some mercy. I want to read to you from 1 John, the third chapter, verses 17 and 18. Whoso hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how does the love of God dwell in you? He said, here's a man who ha has a brother that he sees he has some need. Here's a neighbor that has need. Here's an elderly person that has need. Here's a hungry person that has need. Here's a teenager that has a need. Here's a young couple that has some needs. You have the, you have the resources or you have whatever they need. You, there's a way that you could help them if you just would do it. And he said, if you see someone in need, and you shut up your heart of compassion from that person, and you travel down the side of the road where the priest and the Levite went, the question is that we are asked, how do you suppose you've got the love of God in you? What would God do in that case? What would Jesus do in that case? Well, the Jesus and God would walk down the side of the road where love is because they went down that side of the road when God sent his son to this world to save a lost and a dying world. The Samaritan went down the side of the road where mercy is found. Back during the Depression, there was a man walking down the street and he was looked so poor, he, he, he had lost everything. Lost everything, but his faith. He still had faith. And he walked up to a man and he said, Buddy, could you just give me a, uh, enough money that I could buy me a cup of coffee. And he said, I, I am so sorry. I wish I had some money I could give you right now, but I don't. And he asked this fellow, he said, then would you just shake my hand? He just wanted somebody, he needed the human touch. He needed somebody to show him some kindness, some, some goodness, some compassion, some mercy. Do you realize there are people living all around you like that. They just need somebody to show them some kindness. They just need the human touch. They just need some people to show some interest in them. The side of the road where love is found is the side where mercy is found. But the side of the road the Samaritan traveled was a time-consuming side of the road. Now think about it. When the priest and Levite came to this man, they just kept on going. Maybe they reasoned like this. I, I just don't have time to stop and help the man. I don't have the time. If I had the time, I'd I, I, I try to find some time. You don't find time to do anything in life. You make the time. You, you don't find time to, to, uh, to, to take up time with your children. You make time. You don't find time to be a good husband, a good wife. You make the time to be a good husband, a good wife. You don't find the time to be a good neighbor to others. You make the time to be a good neighbor. That's exactly what the Samaritan did, isn't it? He took the time. It was time consuming. He could have said, you know, I'm busy. I've got things to do. I've got an itinerary. I've got a schedule. 
No, this man got off of his beast. He got down and he poured in oil and wine on this man's wounds. He bound up those wounds, put him on his animal. He carried him to the innkeeper. Sometimes I think of that, I, I call that the hospital he carried him to. He carried him to a place that he could be cared for. And he paid all the expenses for that man to be there. And he said, if it costs any more, I'll pay that as well. Now, folks, that's what being a neighbor is. That, that's when, when, when we find this man traveling down that side of the road where you find love, it, it was a place where it took some time. It was costly side. It cost him some money. This man opened up his purse. He opened up his wallet. He took out his checkbook, and he wrote a check to help this man. You see, that's what love is all about. We, we have to learn to help people. Jesus said the second great commandment is to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Some of us might say, well, you know, Brother Lambert, if it had been me, I probably wouldn't have stopped either because I didn't really want to get involved. A number of years ago in New York, there was a young woman by the name of Kitty. I did know her last name, but it escapes me now. And she was attacked in broad daylight. It took her attacker 30 minutes to kill her. There were people that were questioned that lived around where this incident occurred. And they were asked, why didn't you help? And their answer was, I didn't want to get involved. We need to get involved and be a neighbor. May God bless you. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. And may I encourage you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. And right now, pick up your telephone. Call for the free Bible correspondence course. Or better yet, you can even take it online. It doesn't matter to me uh, how you take it. Just learn more about the Bible. This is to help you to get to know your Bible. And again, I invite you to attend the Church of Christ. If you're not sure where it's located, contact us, and we'll get you that information. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you, is my prayer. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at one 711 Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.